Have we gotten through the intro? No, we haven't even started the oh, intro. Yeah, Christ, that was what we were supposed. To, you were supposed to do while I was filling up drinks. We got talking about pizza. Start the intro. No, Matt's like we gotta wait for. We gotta wait for Jared. Garrett, so. Jared. Sub Jared. How much? I got. No, a, I got a co Wouldn't be the Jared. first time I would be called that. So. Are we changing? No, no we are not changing Garrett. names. Damn it! I'm Garrett. Or you are Matthew. Okay. Okay. We're all clear. Matthew. Garrett. Start the episode. Please and thank you. (laughs) Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to This Week in MTG, your aggregate podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. Over there's Danny. What's up? Big uh, big personality that likes to swear. Fuck off, man. Over there, we got the delicious mixologist himself, Big G. What's up? He made some amazing jungle juice that the fruit tastes like you are eating alcohol. That's what fruit does in jungle juice. It takes all the alcohol out of the fluids and makes it concentrated. Yes. And they're all very good. Very delicious. Yes. Dang it. Well, we can still just do it for the title for this episode. <laughs> Unless you have a trademark, then we just can't touch it. But Wait, is Accidental Chaos an actual podcast? If that's the case, I'm a podcast listening motherfucker hey matt let's uh let's continue hey, hey blame accidental chaos here i'm, I'm just they saying I'm, they I'm are just... fitting into this podcast like a shoe right let's now. begin our episode by thanking those who are listening to us currently or listening to the recorded version of us and that makes you all the more epic we'd also like to thank our amazing patrons who think our content is worth supporting y'all are crazy motherfuckers so thank you, Wade97, Chapman, Amu the Fox, Cullen, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve, Jacob, Christian, Matty K, Vera, and Chimera. And we, if you want to be crazy in supporting us too, we've got two different tiers on our Patreon. We've got our $3 tier, which gets you entered in for one of two pack drawings every month that we do a private Patreon's only account live stream. Live stream. There you and go. then we've got our $10 tier, which gets you put in for a drawing for a commander staple card that is between $15 and $20 in value at the time of drawing. Yes, it can change. Or at least at the time of us picking the poll for voting, because if you're a patron, you actually get to vote on what card it could be that you could win. So we also on our Discord have a Patreon's only account or channel that you get to see fit feet pictures from the hosts. We haven't taken a feet pick in a while. We haven't. Put our feet in the center. Sure. We're doing we did sorority girl in this one. Sorority you girl. only get one. That's all I'm asking for is one. Boop. Do one left or right. Whatever gets in the photo. Left is bigger. But there are a couple other ways you can support us as well. We have play mats that you can buy from us and we ship them everywhere. We're even talking with one of our lovely Patreons about somehow getting one playmat to travel the world. But So we will send them anywhere. We've sent them to California, Canada, Germany. We've sent them all around the North Dakota area um, or Minnesota area because that is where we are located. 
But if you don't want to deal with us and you're in the FM area, head on over to our sponsors, J-Dubs Sports Card and Gaming, where they also sell our playmats. But you can also go on over and say, hey, the guys at This Week in MTG said I should come here and check you out because you are a bomb-ass store. But you know what? It's a fun fact. We actually have an amazing ad read for them now. JDub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, Matt, take us through the breakdown. Oh, the breakdown. I get to do something now on this podcast. <laughs> this is great. Okay, so in the You break- were off-tracking yourself so much that I felt like Danny was going to kill you if we didn't go forward. Nah, so he, do, we, he, do we have to have a shot caller if, for you? If he hasn't killed me yet, buzz him. he won't kill me. You, you've heard the saying, the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? I am not the straw that's breaking the camel's back. First and foremost, Danny is stronger than a camel. Have you seen them compared side by side? I am pretty sure Danny can headlock a camel like that. That desert camel that you just open up in the pack? <laughs> easy, easy takedown. <laughs> but yes, breakdown. <laughs> what what happens here in the breakdown is I will give you, I'll tell you what this episode, how this episode is going to get laid out for y'all here. Starting off, we're going to go over to the Boggle Desk with Big G, where we're going to have a sugar and salt report, and then going to go over some event results and then talk about some upcoming events from there we're going to move to the news section because danny decided to pass up on the blog talk this week to get into yep. the thought cast which is kind of potentially getting shared by two things here because remember we talked about having the one thing and we'll, we'll do at the how end. about this we do the one that's in the news for sure this week and if there is still plenty of time we can do that one this week as well and i'll go over why the second one might be a next week thing are we going to get live extra information on that? No, I, I just have it in a note on the show notes to look into my um, gotcha. messenger. Gotcha, gotcha. Because gotcha. that's where the info is. Okay, so yes. Uh, then we're going to go from the news over to the contract currency section where we're going to talk about magic finance prices because we love knowing what our cardboard is worth. From there, we're going to go into the podcast as we were just mentioning there and talk about a deep dive topic of sorts. And then from there, we'll move to the end of the podcast and you all can go home and be done with this bullshit for another week. All right. So getting into some event results, but first the salt and sugar report, salt report. I think the only thing I really have is honestly, I didn't play too much magic this last week. And for me, that's a little salty. I like to play a little bit at least. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I didn't even have a, like a spell table game this week that I hopped on with our discord people. But honestly, so one thing um, I don't know if I've shared with you guys, but obviously like I'm on the command zone, um, Patreon stuff, so I'm on their Discord, and then I'm on the I Hate Your Deck one, and they do the same thing we do, like, hey, we're going to play some spell table, here's the link, you know, whoever can join. It pops up all the freaking time for me on w- both of them, 
and it just always pops up at the wrong time and I'm never able to jump on and play. So I think before the school year starts again, where I'm going to be busy during the day, one of these days where I don't work, you know, or have other stuff going on, I, during the day, I'm going to wait for one and just pop on right away. Got to anyway. get those spell table games in. Right. But my sugar report, I already kind of shared with you guys. I, uh, I had to go to J-Dubs today to kind of check in on some stuff. Unfortunately, Josh was a little busy, so I didn't get a chance to talk with him today. So I'll have to run in later this week as well. And uh, one of the shop guys there, Max, was looked at me. He's like, hey, hey, Garrett, you want this last uh, <laughs> last collector's <laughs> box we got for uh, Double Masters? Might be the last one we're getting for a while. Like, we'll get like one or two here and there, but uh, it's the last guaranteed one right there, right there. And I was like, ah, no, I'm probably not. And we started talking a little bit, and I just I was like, ah, damn it. Yep, just just grab the damn thing just bring it over here just come on um first pack i opened up a foil borderless dockside extortionist which you know covered did, did you need or did you trade that in uh i'm gonna hold on to it for a while okay okay because that you know everything's being opened up right now so prices are lower than they will be oh we'll be talking about double masters here at the gotcha currency i know I got, I got shit for this i know okay i already looked at the article okay okay but yeah, and then I got some other cool stuff too. Um, well, here, let me pull up the thing I sent you guys. Um, you know, oh, I got a, another borderless <laughs> Renin 6. Sick. Um, but then I got a borderless Ulamog uh, foil. And yeah, I got I got a, foil, or a borderless Aether Vial, which is, honestly, I love that art. It's, it's so freaking cool. So I think that's going to go on one of my commander decks that runs Aether Vial. I don't think any of the borderless cards from double masters are a miss well and then all the, of them are good the other the part too ones. the other part too like i you know i picked up a couple of assassin's trophies and culligan's command and hardened scales for certain decks that i have that play those so it's like oh those are so cool um and like some of them like oh yeah there's the mystical archive version of a card maybe like a uh, lightning bolt for an example but I don't know, the Double Masters ones, I'm really liking the art on those. So it's kind of like that, eh, I don't know, maybe. Eh, eh. Before, the, before the episode, Danny and I were talking and we were looking at the, uh, someone was opening up uh, Collector Boosters and opened up a borderless lightning bolt. And Danny was fangirling over that for a bit. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll always fangirl over lightning bolts. <clears throat> Doesn't matter what printing. It's a good card. It's a really good card. Well, and you and I might have to talk a little bit because I did do some trading at our event. Ooh. And I did purposely get some. We got Accidental Chaos saying, Bruh, I cracked both the etched foil and normal foil for Kozilek today. Oh, Fucking lucky, man. Good on you. Hell yeah. Well, and I was talking with Max, too, because speaking of our event and doing trading, um, mm-hmm. I did some trading with Wade um, because he had um, Alzori's Shepherd, And I honestly, I got as many copies as those as I could from my draft table because... They're sitting nice and cheap right now. Was it the uh, the Jesus borderless one? No, I didn't get the Jesus borderless one, but I did get a foil one. Okay. From Noah, um, but I did trading and stuff and too. And I had talked with I talked with Mason, and we we're talking about you know how I'm trying to get one of each of the OG uh, duels, of which now I'm only two off. Ooh. Yep. Good on you. Good on you. Tropical and underground. <laughs> it was really expensive. Yeah. It's gonna take a while there. Yep. Um, but so we did some, we did some business transactioning and, uh, you know, figured out a way to make it so I could grab that card today or that particular day. 
Um, and so, I mean, that some of that was a few cards too, which were my the Ulamog and the Kozilek border list that I pulled. But so I'm glad I got an Ulamog now again. So that's pretty cool. Maybe you should hit up Para, who just said in the chat that he pulled a foil shepherd. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> God damn it, Danny. <laughs> I can be <laughs> so rude in there. And you Bears know, also had five. That's what I gotta duels. do. Well, all I gotta say is I'm like one step closer to actually having a functional legacy deck. So hey, there we go. There you go. And then whenever trios come back around, you could be like a legacy player. Well, if I can get a hold of some uh, Gaius Cradles, those are going to be hard. That's once I finish off the duels, I'm going to try to get a place out of those slowly but surely. Cradles just dipped below a thousand bucks. I know. They're like nine uh, nine hundred thirty or something. Not by like much, that. but yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like fuck. Yeah. All right, but we did have a regional championship qualifier this weekend at J Dubs, so I don't have the full extent of the results. Uh, the person in charge of the event is working on those tonight, but he did send me some screenshots of the top eight, the semis, and the finals, and he gave me at least the deck names. Of the top eight folks. So here's what I got for you. So the top eight folks in finishing. So we've got, and I'm just going to do their first names in case they don't want last names disclosed. So here we go. Coming in first place was Trevor, and he was playing in a living end deck. And then second place was Brady, and he was on Teamer Scape Shift. Third place was Segu on Rhinos, and I hope I said that right if you're listening. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. You'll have to correct me with the pronunciation. And then Matthew, or or Matt, not not our Matt, was playing a um, black-green Yawgmoth deck. And then fifth place, we had Greg playing Death and Taxes. And then sixth place, we had Zach, and Zach, wait a minute, what? I think Zach was playing fairies, wasn't he? Why doesn't he have... He might have been. <clears throat> so so I was there at the RCQ on Saturday. I wasn't playing. I was just hanging and uh, editing some decks and stuff, just chilling there. And I remember one of the <laughs> one of the things a lot of people were talking about was like, God damn, Spell Stutter Sprite just clapped me. <laughs> Came into the clutch there. Well, the somebody people. somebody was playing fairies, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't Zach. Oh, it wasn't Zach? Okay. No, so because uh, Zach, I'm thinking about Zach has played fairies in the past, and that's why I was just assuming Zach that. and Caleb. Zach, yes, yeah. Um, so, but it probably <laughs> wasn't the case. If that's the well, case. no. So here's the thing: Caleb sent me the the top eight with their decks, and he sent me a screenshot of the top eight, which he's listed there. Okay, yeah. so he's listed in the top eight, okay. but he's not here. Oh, so. We're going to just assume that Zach was playing fairies wow. because we know him well enough. And then Austin was playing black, black, blue fairies. And Caleb, not this particular Caleb, was playing amulet. I'm assuming amulet titan. It just says amulet right. on my list. So it's a safe assumption. It's a safe assumption. But he did have, he did have a Luke here mentioned um, playing burn, but... Luke wasn't in the top eight stuff, so probably just lost because of some tiebreakers. Then, if that's the case, maybe I, must I, have. I know uh, towards the end there, there were some people talking, like hanging there, like oh, tiebreakers can help me get into the top eight there. So maybe yeah. it was like super close for some of them. 
But there we go. So hopefully next week I will have a little bit better of a breakdown as far um I think there were 38 players that showed up for it, though. Dang. If I remember right. It was in the 30s. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it was in the 30s for sure. Yep. Some, some this weekend MTG locals. Wade, he was there. Yep. He was playing. Uh, Noah was playing. Slade uh, was playing. Uh, we also had um, Anthony there as well. Yep, Anthony was there. Yep. Trevor was there. Trev. Not, not the winning Trevor, but the other Trevor. Yep. Our Trev. Well, he's both are our Trevs, but TT was there. Yep, yep. So. And. Uh, yeah, I said TD. Mm. But, um... but yeah so i mean it sounded like it was a good event I, honestly i'm a little pissed i couldn't go i had family coming in from out of town because i had talked with uh, my wife about going and playing that and she's like oh but your family's coming in i'm like shit yeah i had i had a list those in the discord uh j- jump in the this weekend mtg discord we talk magic and shit there um i was tempted to jump in with like this it was originally going to be this Gruul Arcanist deck, and then I was kind of like last minute, like getting it changed to like Rakdos Arcanist, and I just didn't get it together in time to where, at a reasonable amount of time to play the event, I would have got dink slapped because first and foremost, Living End, not a deck that that would uh, pair very well with what Rakdos does. So, but yeah, yeah, it was a fun time there. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, like. Everyone who played that I talked to recently said that they had fun. So that's awesome. But now we've got some upcoming events. And specifically this one, we're just going to focus on Arena today. um, Just because, so then we can get through the news and actually get to our ThoughtCast. Because we do have at least one, but hopefully we got two coming up. Of which one is actually Wade's deck list from what he played on Saturday. So that's going to be our, that's going to be the one that... I hope we get to today, but worst case scenario, we'll get to it next week just because then it'll tie in more with with the stuff. And we got Wade in the chat, so if, you, if you're if you patient enough to hang on, oh yeah, maybe we'll ASMR away there. Oh yes, we will. Alright, so the arena uh, announcements from July 13th. We've got the July qualifier in play this coming, or no wait. That already happened. That already happened. Sorry, we're moving on to the next thing. So, this is partly past. There we go. So, today, July 18th, the Dungeons & Dragons event started and will go until the 28th. So, delve into the dungeons on the backs of dragons. This historic singleton all-access event, dragons with mana value 5 plus are cheaper and every second spell, you will venture further into a dungeon. This is an all-access event, so you can use cards that aren't in your collection. Let your creativity run wild. As you plunder through, you will receive rulebook-style cards of legendary cards from the Alchemy Horizons Boulder's Gates, like the ones that are pictured within the article. So we've got Gorin, we've got Jan Jensen, and then we've got Kyle. I probably said that wrong. Anyway. But some other events that are happening on Arena this month. So through the 29th, and it is currently going on, is the Alchemy Horizons Boulder's Gate Sealed event. Best of one or best of three. Just talked about the Dragon's Brawl event that will be going until the 18th, which is today. Yesterday. Today. Today is the 18th. Well, yesterday for the edited. Yesterday for the edited. Oh, yeah. So live, it's still going on. Edited. Sorry, you missed your chance. Um, another one that 
live, you've still got some chances. The Alchemy Horizons Boulder's Gate constructed event that goes until today, the 18th. But those of you who are listening to the recorded version, that has gone past. But luckily for those of you listening to the live and the recorded episode, the Dragons and Dungeons event I just talked about is going on until the 28th. You've also got some quick draft events. So you've got Innistrad Crimson Vow going until the 22nd and then July 22nd to August 5th. Alchemy Horizons, Baldur's Gate, August 5th to the 19th, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, and August 19th to September 2nd, Alchemy Horizons, Baldur's Gate. We've got some premier drafts coming on too. So the 22nd of July through the 28th, Innistrad Midnight, Midnight Hunt, the 28th through August 2nd, Crimson Vow, the 2nd through the 7th of August, you've got Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. And August 7th through the 12th, Streets of New Capenna. And then we've got... Oh, crap. Scroll too fast. There we go. Uh, we've got some midweek magic events. So we've got a historic popper. We've got a singleton. We've got explorer. And then we've got historic artisan. And those dates will be listed in the article in the show notes for you. But then the big event that is coming up. We've got the arena open. So this will be July 30th through the 31st. And day one is where you can enter as many times as you want to try to get your day two token because on day two, you the only way you can play on that is if you win a day one event. So day one's set or you know set theme is going to be Alchemy Horizons, Baldur's Gate Sealed, Best of One and Best of Three. So you can do either or. And I'll go into the... Um, specific breakdowns here in a second and then day two on july 31st is again alchemy horizons boulders gate draft best of three only so everyone that enters the day one events will receive a boulders gate dragon sleeve featuring art by justine jones and then too we've got some qualifier in play events coming up so these are single day tournaments which players can compete to earn their invitations to qualifier weekend events. So in July, we've already got one that has passed, and that was on July 16th and 17th. But then we've got one coming up on July 22nd through the 23rd, and that format is Alchemy Horizons Boulder's Gate Phantom Sealed. And then in August, so now you've got some time to prep for these two events, You've got best of one qualifier play in on August 13th through the 17th in the format is Danny's favorite alchemy and a best of three qualifier play in event from August 19th to the 20th. Again, Danny's favorite format alchemy. Uh, so every, every format that's coming up right now is me alchemy. It is, <laughs> but I like, to... which is, which is still garbage, but there we go as far as some other information like the July 2022 rank season as far as the breakdowns on what your rewards will be. Make sure to follow the link in the show notes and keep up with all the MTG Arena news by following all the different social medias that they've got. Yeah, that's all I got now. Moving on to the news. Who's going first there, Matt? You didn't, uh, you didn't color code today. Oh, oh, he's he's going, he's going live edit, coming here, live edit. Oh, Who's gonna be? So fucked up. Oh, look at that, it's red. That means I can't figure who's me. I did too. That's why I didn't even assume. Okay. 
You're going to read the news? No, I'm going to whisper it. Oh, okay. Matt, I got three bulletins. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? It's, it's all, all the same. I know. It, it, it probably just says copy and paste. Um, accidental chaos. Yes, the Discord is free to join. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Why don't you work on the quick link while yeah, Danny man. reads the Yeah, news. why don't we have that on our uh, about page on Twitch? Hey, we're working on it. So okay. anyways, uh, according to SDCC and Wizards, this week we're going to begin with news from San Diego Comic-Con coming up this Thursday, the 21st through Sunday, the 24th, I guess, with some magic relative section of the Hasbro press release. Um, stop by our quote. Stop by the Hasbro booth for a signing with Mark Rosewater, the head designer for Magic: The Gathering, as well as a branded panel, um, for the latest updates on the groundbreaking fantasy franchise. Magic: Gathering panel, Wagatog Live is Saturday, six thirty p.m. to seven thirty p.m. Room twenty four ABC. Uh, head. A magic head designer, Mark Rosewater, presents the one-man program in which he recreates his daily blog, answering the audience, audi- wow, answering the audience, wow, audiences' questions about making of the popular trading card game and revealing new, never-before-seen never cards, mechanics, and more from the upcoming Infinity release. Uh, there will be more information to come as SDCC happens. What are some of your guesses of what will happen? Then finally, admitting Alchemy is standard 2.0, and they're okay. Sorry we just, for not. We did your soapbox that, last that is, week. That is, we did that your is, soapbox last week. Okay, you poked at me, so I had to bring it up. We did your soapbox. You, Last poked week. at me, sir. So first sir. and foremost, so we I know that there's going to bring gonna be it back up. San Diego Comic Con special <coughs> uh, bundle of sorts, like what they've done with the Planeswalkers in the yeah. past. You've had the Shadow, sure. the Zombie ones, and stuff. We can expect not not we can't expect. We can assume because as of time of recording, there's nothing confirmed of uh, San Diego Comic Con printings of cards specifically. All that's all that was announced in the Hasbro article was this for. Uh, Magic the Gathering. There's D and D stuff. There's Transformer stuff, all going on there. But um, the, the the stuff that we care about, Magic the Gathering, Infinity is what it seems like it's going to be. So, thoughts, thoughts, guesses. As far as some of the announcements, yeah, they're going to uh, apologize because it's late. I mean, yeah, Diego. that one's kind of an obvious one. You know, delayed production. They're, they're going to apologize. apologize for that. They're going to apologize again because it's been held off again. Yeah, because imagine they, they had to have had something set up differently than Mark Rosewater talking about Infinity during this. Because Infinity, uh, to those that don't remember or haven't listened to the podcast for a while, Infinity was supposed to get released April 1st of this year. Oh, good old flavor. Yeah, and now it's coming out October 7th. So they had to have had something else Thank planned you. in that that frame there and we can speculate at what's causing the delay of infinity and there's people that have speculated that there's going to be some intense collectability aspect of infinity that's that delayed the production of it until october 7th because of how some of the cars need to get prints but that's neither confirmed or denied or it's it's, it's here saying so we can't imagine why could be just because they couldn't get the paper or some shit like that but um but yeah, it makes you wonder because 
San Diego Comic-Con is a big fucking thing. And at least every year, Magic has had some significant announcements. Some cool shit is there that kind of like... Infinity is cool. Don't get me wrong. But curious. Very curious. I want to see what the... If there will be Planeswalker bundle Mythic Edition kind of a thing there. Well, I'm trying to think just kind of because they've always done it. Planeswalkers for the Planeswalkers and gods. So is it going to be like legendary creatures or is it going to be Planeswalkers again? Because we've kind of taken a break from Planeswalkers being the 100% focus um, since War of the Spark. War of the Spark was the last one and that had the shadow at San Diego Comic-Cons. And that was the last San Diego Comic-Con bundle, right? Because then COVID came and kicked everything in the nuts, right? I believe so, yeah. Um, Because the year before that was the zombies. The the gods. No, the the zombie walkers. Oh, yep. It was the zombie... No, 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 no. The zombie walkers were before that because then there was the... uh, the fucking Nicol Bolas and the Hieroglyphics one. So it was Shadow, Hieroglyphics, Zombies, I think. And the, the, the three most recent right. ones. It's somewhere in that order. But so what I'm getting at here is I almost wonder if they're going to do the old Praetors in a new art. Because those seem to be the new focus right now. You are a fucking genius, sir. That would be a hot take. Be- hot take. If I get it right, Danny owes me a pack. There we go. What pack? Call it now. No. Double Masters Collector Booster. There you go, Dan. You're going to owe my Double Masters Collector Booster. You agree to this. I did not agree to Be, any of this. this pon- being on this you podcast. Si- you signed the terms and conditions when you took your first sip of the Jungle Juice. Fuck. Yep. You done did this to yourself, dear bud. You got got. Nah, I'm just giving you shit. So, Don't give him shit. So, Be honest. Be like, hold him up to this shit. So, so you, you're thinking Predators. I'm thinking something that's me sneak peek from Urza Saga. Or Dominaria United. Or no, Brothers because War. it's always been reprints of cards in the well, new then style. Well, then it's still going to be flashback to Urza. I'm still I'm putting my money on Prey Tours. I can't. Even it, it's a solid. It's a solid. But I'm, I'm just thinking. Well, if they do that, are they going to do all of them, or are they just they do the ones do, they that have been reprinted? What it, and remember what I said. The original. I don't remember what you said. The original printings of the Prey Tours. They're going to new new art styles. Yep. So not because the, all of those are out. Not uh, the new Vorinclex, not the new uh, Urbrask and Jinkataxis. Because right now we're just missing Shieldred and fucking Elishnorn. So those are the only two. Which we won't get to Elishnorn until we get to United. What sounds like is going to happen. Have you been following up on the story there? Yeah. We're going to be getting a fucking Ashiok too, man. I know. I'm fucking hyped for that. I, I got. Know. I got some. She Ashiok. should be dead. I got Ashiok love. She should be dead. Actually, I can haunt my nightmares. I thought you were mermaids. <laughs> what, I can't have nightmare mermaids too? You only have one. I can have them all. I'm a greedy motherfucker. I can have my cake and eat it too. No, you can't, sir. May have had cake. <laughs> but yeah, there's my hot take. That's what it's going to be. Um, but as far as some of the other stuff they might talk about, they <clears throat> might at least preview the next year's set names maybe i think i think when they do that they have like their special event at the end of august where they do that uh, what the fuck have they called in the past surprisingly the fact that they haven't even announced that because i think with all the previous years for their big announcement thing of like the upcoming year this is what we do because we only know shit that's coming out 
up to just a little past Dominaria United. And um, or maybe they're going to announce some of the specialty sets like Double Masters 2023. Maybe, maybe they're going to do some of that stuff versus the actual standard standard sets then. So stick stick tuned to this week in MTG. We'll be talking about it for sure on the podcast next week, and we'll be posting about it on the social media. So so the, the zombie planeswalkers that was from six years ago. Really? Yeah, six yes. Years ago. What, what was, was the most recent one then? I'm trying to find it. it had it been the so, shadow ones then? No, I think it was the gods because they were in War of the Spirit. Yeah, that's so the shadow one. Oh, no, seven, no, the, uh, so here it is. Seventeen. There, there's, there's the shadow. Seventeen was Nicobos God Pharaoh. And like the script, like the Egyptian script, yep, hieroglyphic. Uh, nineteen was, yeah, the shadow ones, the shadows. So, oh. so like the gods. So I remember that there were original San Diego Comic Con shadows of like the Lorwyn Why the Five. Fuck, are you going fucking Bing? God damn it, <laughs> Bing it. What the Bing? Bing Bing. God damn it, Bing Bong. Fuck your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clipping that one. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Jesus fuck. Now missing a beat. Just just brilliant. Bring Here we are referencing TikToks in our quote unquote old age. It's cuz I follow enough streamers that they have it as like a don't show, your reward. Don't, don't show your age, Danny. You're supposed to be the youthful one among us. I don't know. That's, yeah, I'm the second oldest. That just brings me back to... I talked about it on like three episodes ago when I got back from Boy State. <laughs> one of the younger counselors looking at me. What's popping? Don't mind me. Just watching. <laughs> you fucking talking about that. <laughs> that, fucking, that fucking drink one that you sent where it's like, the friend ordered the Uber. You just ordered a drink. <laughs> Oh, dude, I have done that too many times. And I specifically, and it's not even Uber. It's, hey, guys, we're moving to the next bar. And like we had just started, I, it was funnily enough, Boy State related too. We do a little tour down to Wapaton where we just stop and we grab a drink. We kind of hang out with the locals and everything and all the small town bars on our way down. No, we don't get shammered and drive. It's. You clearly, you got a luxury limousine that hauls you to and from because you're in boys' states. No. It, I'm lifting my pinky up for those that are listening. <laughs> no, we're, we are we are adults enough to know where our limits are. So, like, some of us stop before we even get to Wapton as far as the drinking goes or we grab a plethora of waters. But we do a lunch stop in there, too, to kind of. Don't drink a drive, folks. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Is we, don't, we don't do that heavily inebriated. North Dakota is a, uh, one of the. If not the drunkest state, I think Wisconsin. No, nope, Wisconsin still has it. Yeah. Wisconsin still has it. Wisconsin okay. has like the top. I think we've got four. Per, four think, of the five top cities is. Wisconsin. But I think we have per capita. Mm. So we have we beats we beat Texas and Wisconsin out somehow. Me probably, and it, it's definitely got to be fudged to statistics somehow to get it. It must, it must be like by like a person or yeah. two. But yeah, Wisconsin has like four of the top five cities and Fargo's number two. Yeah. So what I'm getting at here is we know how to drink safely and yeah. responsibly. Um, so that's a question. One mark. of these particular years. Asterisk. We, we generally we have an event that goes on before and then we make a stop at one of the local establishments that we have a connection to. Um, 
I had to run back to my apartment this year, grab a few things I had forgotten, um, and then went back to the local establishment to go, okay, guys, where are we at? And I looked around. People had about a half a beer left. I was like, okay, cool. I looked at the bartender. I'll take Guinness, please. And I go, plus your soul. And I go, okay. All the other guys are looking at me like, why are you doing this? My goodness, my goodness. What, dude, we're leaving after this, and you're ordering as big of a drink, but you're doing it as a stout. And I'm, I looked at him like, the, one of the catchphrases of our guys is, uh, bottoms up, bitches. <laughs> bottoms up, bitches. So he yells, bottoms up, bitches, like just got my beer in front of me, took a good swig out of it, maybe got a fourth of it down. He goes, all right, bottoms up, bitches. Garrett, that includes you. And I was like, done. And it was done kind of like the video I had sent you guys. And somebody looked at me, how the fuck did you do that? Like, it's a nitro, not a carbonated beer. I don't burp as much, so it goes down quick. Eats. And they're like, oh, that makes fucking sense. I'm like, yeah, I'm purposeful with what I order. <laughs> There's a guy that I saw on a video that was showing how to do drink a beer in one gulp and it's like doing the uh initiating like the the how to make yourself burp and then just all in because it like makes a vacuum just makes it easier so that way you don't have to like glug glug as so you're, you're so drinking can, so we get back on topic well we were kind of on topic but no, now we matt's going to talk about popper on that's, MTG that's online. well i kind of wanted to bring it back because i knew matt was going to go on side tent for the next half hour no he'll be fine he'll be fine It'll be fine. Okay, so the next biggest news that we got here is talking about some popper stuff on Magic Online specifically. So in the uh, Magic Online announcements article, uh, it was quoted, We listened to your feedback regarding supply issues for key popper commons for Commander Legends Battle for Boulder's Gate. To help cards flow into our most engaged Magic Online Popper fans, we are granting two copies of each of the 48, 38 commons to a group of players as part of a weekly patch between 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific tomorrow, which was last week. This grant will go to all players who participated in the following, a Popper League course anytime in 2020 until the previous Sunday. So last Sunday, the... Yesterday was the 17th, the 10th. So the 10th, last Sunday, the 10th, a popper uh, popper premiere event anytime from July 1st until Sunday, the 10th again. So they just wanted to make sure that people got a lot of these cards because how it was going is not all the Commander Legends cards were getting sent out, like draftable and stuff online. And now they're just making sure everybody has them. Before they were coming out in like treasure chests and stuff. So those are a thing. There was the downtime last week that happened... And then after that, the next upcoming downtime on Magic Online is scheduled for August 31st at 9 a.m. At, and, and continuing until noon. We don't play Popper here, so I guess I we wanna, can. I want to put a Popper deck together. My my goal, other than Standard, is to have, just because Standard rotates out so much right now, or not right now, but just forever. It rotates out is the big thing. It's too fucking expensive. Stay like competitive. The, in like the eternal type formats, I want to ha- try to have one deck of each. So, Popper's on my list. Are we on to me? Yes. We're on to me. All right. So, we've got some continued evaluation of the product line from Watsy for the Magic the Gathering stuff. And they've made the decision to focus their major releases in eight core languages. As such, starting with Dominary United, there will no longer 
be published tabletop magic in Russian, Korean, or traditional Chinese. While we do not plan to publish tabletop magic in these languages, they will continue to fully support Wizards Play Network stores with WPN events and promos. Though the promos and other products will be in English, additionally, Magic, Magic the Gathering Arena will continue to support both Korean and Russian languages within the game. The core languages will include English, Japanese, Simplified Chinese, French, Italian, German, Spanish, and Portuguese. While not all products are available in all languages, our premier sets and other releases will focus on these eight languages. Dominaria United Magic's much-anticipated return to Dominaria will release globally on September 9th. And I know when you posted this article up, we already have some fan outrage happening within at least our community. I was I was kind of uh, hoping you were going to lead into yep. this bit here. So, so uh, a friend of ours, Noah, and he's a Patreon. He's a Discord member. He comes and hangs out with us quite a bit. He's been on the podcast before. He has been on the podcast before. His his love of magic. One, he loves playing magic in general, but that every magic player kind of has their niche weird thing that they like. And for Noah, it is foreign cards. And I know for, if I remember correctly for him, his big one that he loved was traditional Chinese cards. Just, he, I don't, he probably has a whole elevator speech as to why he thinks they're awesome. Long story short, he just thinks they're awesome. He loves them. Don't need a reason. Person, Doesn't need a reason. People like things for their own reasons. Exactly. That's just like in their brain chemistries. So we posted that off, and my phone went up of, hey, we posted an article, and Noah commented on it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and all it is is I'm sure it's him doing the Darth Vader nah, down was, on his knees. It was the uh, the office guy, uh, Steve Carell, <laughs> saying, no, no, please, no. God, no. That. Yeah. And that well, gif. I don't know. He could have. I think there are several gifts that apply to his feelings right now towards that. So, um I know we've got like Christian that you know has sent. Luckily, it won't. It maybe won't affect the packs that Christian sends us every now and then. I know we've got German ones, and I think he said he was working on Spanish ones next time he sends us packs. I thought he said French. One of the two, I think. Either way, I think it's French because I think we can speak Spanish close enough to get it correct. Yeah. Either way. Um. So, but yeah, I mean that is kind of a bummer for like some of the people in Russia and everything that. Korean players were a little yeah. more upset because uh, rewind to like beginning of this year. We talked, it was the beginning of this year, or the end of last year, somewhere in there. We talked about it on the podcast where wizards cut back draft packs of that language to the regions over there and were only giving set boosters in that ling- language. They were sending English draft boosters over there but not uh, Korean language draft boosters, only Korean set boosters. Yeah, and I I mean, I don't know. I think my hot take on this is I get it. You know, Wizards of the Coast is an an American-based company, and so they they, obviously they're going to do things their way where the predominant language that most of their employees probably speak is English. But I think taking, like, I can see the taking out, like, traditional and just going hey we're just going to do simplified chinese that one like i get because you still have the chinese language being represented on cards 
Winnie the Pooh might be upset with you at that point. He might be. Screw Winnie the Pooh. Um, but like, especially the Korean folks, like you mentioned, they were a little bit more upset that their draft stuff is in English. And yes, there are a lot of foreign countries that they do speak English as a second language, but that shouldn't be cause for, hey, we're going to eliminate this. And they, in the article, they didn't really go into why they are doing it. And I haven't seen anything post off after today's article about why or before. But yeah, I got nothing about uh, like a Watsi official release of why they did something like this. But there have been a lot of people chiming in uh, comments of Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, specifically saying when it comes to the translation portion of getting cards into those languages. Yeah, a lot of them were saying it's like the the uh, the translations are terrible uh, because they wouldn't make sense and mm-hmm. stuff like between uh, translating from English to Korean from English to Russian and even English to uh, uh, Portuguese, which is one of the languages in Brazil use Portuguese. uh, Correct. Yep. Okay. And that one, so that one is still a language that is getting printed in, uh, has language still going to get printed in. And people from uh, Brazil were talking about like the, the translation process between American to Portuguese is terrible. So it makes sense that it's just like, uh, someone, I, I I remember someone was making the comment is like it seemed like all they were doing was going to Google Translate to bring it from English into the cards, like whatever branch to translate the English cards into there for the printers and stuff. And so they're like, I'm kind of okay with this because then we're not getting all these text errors that make understanding how a card specifically interacts absolutely because no where, sense. where magic cards are very meticulous uh, very particular Lawyer worded yes very particular of how they're worded uh, it, it could be a, a slight benefit and stuff but i also do understand people are very upset it's like now i can't get uh, get you know get it card- in my language yes russian people there there are a lot of like english players that like want to collect in russian uh one of my podcasts that i like to listen to the dive down uh shane beeps on there he likes to collect russian cards at least he said in the past i don't know if that still holds true but i imagine that he i haven't listened to a, if, uh, their comments on this since then because it just came out today monday but uh yeah well maybe if they post an official reason as to why we'll actually report on that later but right now they probably won't yeah, they probably won't, but you never know. We never still got the official reason for MSRP not showing up and stuff. But that point uh, money grab. Sipping my tea here like Kermit Defrog. Well, you got uh, you got an email to read to us now. I do got an email to read to y'all. This one's a pretty quick one. I think thought it was kind of important because it involves like secrets, oh, no. layers, and stuff. This one comes from Beetle and Grim. I got it. So. Full disclosure, I picked up a Beetle and Grim secret lair, the Here Be Dragons secret lair, because it looked really fucking cool, and there's only 10,000 of them that were made, and I'm like, I want in on this. And well. I have a thing for Beetle and Grim just because Matthew Lillard is in there, and Matthew Lillard Shiggy. is my fucking spirit animal. Don't call him by I, his name. Call him by Shaggy. He is more than just Shaggy. He is Shaggy. For everyone who grew anyway. up in the 2000s, yeah, he is not, shaky. You can't forget about Scream. You can't forget about Hacker. You can't. I'm forget. not. I'm not. But I'm just Those saying. Those were bigger. People come. If you look in all the posts that happened, it's like, when did fucking, uh, uh, the, oh God, what was his name in Hacker? 
his character's name in Hackers, like, I didn't know that he played Magic. And it's like, more people were commenting on his old uh, other movies outside of Scooby-Doo because, I don't know if people know this, but he also voiced Scooby-Doo. Fun fact as well, he was very upset. Scoob, the HBO movie, he was very upset. Nobody contacted him about being in part of that. And he's been playing the voice of Shaggy. Since he was Shaggy in the live actions. Yes, which is, includes all the cartoon ones, all the movie adaptations. Yep. And there's been bunch i'm a scooby-doo fan i love me some scooby-doo that's this what is, my parents this is why he should be claimed or named shaggy not by his actual name did you guys see that you can actually An airbnb get, of the mystery machine yes i want and he advertised he for did it advertise it i've been so loved like fuck ah, matthew lillard bless his soul he is a pure human being that is nerd among nerds his fucking his interview we talked about this when he did his interview over on uh, Weekly MTG with Blake Rasmussen. Yep. It was the best fucking episode of Weekly MTG that they fucking had because Matthew Lillard was on there. So so if you guys had to guess, how old do you think he is? He is 57. Uh, 54. He's 52. Damn. Yes. He's actually from Michigan. Is oh, he really? Sick. I suppose that's a fun fact for Michigan people, just like for North Dakota people that Wiz Khalifa is technically a North Dakota resident. No. Minot military base. Really? Yep. That's where he was born. Small. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. So we're taking Wiz Khalifa over Josh Jamal? No. No. Josh Jamal. He was in Vegas. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The show, not the town. Josh Jamal actually still comes back to North Dakota yearly. Yeah. Does Wiz then or not? Probably not. No. He smokes too much weed. No. I mean, he can like cross the border to Minnesota. He get some smokes of that, too much weed. Get some of the medibles and stuff that are now legal right. over there. Yeah, not yeah. the good ones. Not, yet. not to his level. Well, yeah, He'd have to eat like seventeen bags just to get one hit. Finish reading the email, bud. Right. So <laughs> I didn't even start. Yeah, I was just giving some backstory of Beetle and Grimm. So first, a hearty thank you to everyone who supported our first secret layer drop. And here's the latest shipping news uh, to be ready for Here Be Dragons to arrive in August or September of 2022. Here Be Dragons is still scheduled to arrive to customers in August and September, depending on location. Here Be Dragons is shipping directly from the factory to regional warehouses in the U.S., U.K., Asia, and Australia, where they will be shipped directly to customers. All customers will receive shipping notifications when their shipment is ready to ship and their regional from their regional warehouse. So... Uh, there's a bunch of questions and stuff. So if you order that, keep an eye out. Um, if I'm, what was the other thing that I was going to say? I know there was something that was tied with this, and I just kind of like blanked on it. Oh, there's another big shit. If it pops up, I'll make sure to fucking put my finger on my nose to remember. But there you go. Here be dragons coming out to y'all very soon. Maybe, maybe, ooh, maybe I'll do an unboxing. We haven't done any like fucking extra YouTube videos in a long ass time. Maybe I'll do a couple of the whenever the hell the secret layers show up. You're you. I think you were the last one that did something on our on our social medias where you opened up a box. I think I did. Was that in Neon Dynasty? I think was it Neon Dynasty? I think so. Okay. But yeah, yeah. There, there's that for you there. Uh, Beatles and Grimm. More stuff coming out. And so from there, that 
leads us right into Conjured Currency. Now it's the Conjured Currency section where we cover finances of notable cards and their price trends. The main resource that we use for this is the amazing site, mtgstocks.com, who comes out with a weekly winner's article that goes over three to five cards that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. The weekly winner's article drops on Friday. We record on Monday. So if there's any price differences between then and now, we will tell you about them. Let's jump into it. Yeah. Okay, first off, we have our Gideon Find. This is an old card from Weatherlight. Single white, instant, return an artifact or enchantment from your graveyard to your hand. Friday jumped up 335% and was at $12. Market price today, Monday, $8.80. Average price, $9.75. This is not on the reserve list, but this is... This is the only time that it's been printed, though, in Weatherlight. And this one's going to be kind of a harder one to get printed in because it has a, a location-specific name to it. So our Givian find is moving up in price due to EDH Rex stats of decent commander play, mainly in Mono White and Boros decks, most notably among Chow Mano Revolutionary, an old card from 10th edition that reads Preventable Combat Damage that would be dealt to Chow Mano Revolutionary. And uh, it kind of uses prior style cards to just kind of get things through there uh it was also mentioned in the command zone oh yeah that's right it was did you guys listen to this latest episode we're going to be talking about a couple of cards here obscure one no i didn't yeah so command zone as command zone do they move prices so they had an episode this last week called the most obscure and underrated cards where they discuss uh the argivian find at the 23 minute mark but i don't know so be prepared command zone we're just going to be like command zone effect for uh, yeah. the next card here as well too tower of the magistrate jumped up 242 percent is now at 50 dollars 50 cents this card was originally printed in mercadian mask and only printed in mercadian mask it's a land that taps to add colorless and you pay one tap target creature gains protection from artifacts till end of turn so again this one was brought up in that same podcast episode where they were talking about underrated cards and they have such a wide view. So the thing that they wanted to mention that you can do with this is like you give a creature that has any of the swords on them specifically uh, and the swords fall off. As soon as they have protection from an artifact, equipped equipment falls off on them and you can like respond to an equipped cost of lightning greaves or uh, swift foot boost to stop them from having haste till the end of turn. Right. So because of that, uh, people were happy about that. So uh, people were excited about picking up this card. That it's only been printed the one time in Mercadian Masks. Uh, Friday was $50.50. Today, Monday, market price of around $20.38. Average price of around $37.99. Foil prices, $499.95. European average, €11.03. Um, it looks like on here, uh, TCG player does have a couple copies for 1887. And I guess if we click on that, we can see the most recent sale data on that. Uh, a lot of stuff coming today, 22 bucks, 22 bucks and 34 bucks, uh, in, uh, moderately played all of those in a moderately played fashion. Do you, any of you guys have Tower of the Magistrate? I remember when this was talked about, uh, they talked, cause they talked about this on their podcast again, like. I think they said like five, six years ago. And it was like 14 bucks at that point. Yeah, I don't know. This was way before my time. I wish, like, wish I could just glimpse into the future and just 
enough to see the episode and go, okay, cool. I'm going to buy all these before right. the episode happened. Yeah. It, do, it does make you wonder. Again, I don't know. I'm a very uh, cynical person when it comes to shit like this. Like, there's no way in hell that they that they don't think that they have sway over the market and stuff. And maybe this is just cynical me. Call me out if I, if you think I'm being fucking crazy tinfoil hat shit here. But how can a person not look at something like this? And, like, if they're coming out with a big list like this, and it's like, oh, these cards could potentially, like, double in price. Because it was, like, 15 bucks or whatever some shit before. So it's like. But I'm, I mean, some of these, two, it's like, hey, cool. They kind of, like, the protection from artifacts. That's a pretty, like, obscure effect. And it's still good. We have Culture Complete that people are loving. It's also played in Legacy, as shown in one of the deck lists yep. down here. Uh, but what I'm getting at, I mean, stuff, that so. that whole episode was about, you know, obscure and underrated cards. So, And they, they strictly focus on the commander side of things. Like, they Very aren't thinking that, yeah. about Legacy. They aren't thinking about Modern or anything other, like, other than Commander. So their, their frame of mind is strictly going to be commander yes and they make that pretty clear i don't even think they go yeah it's pretty big card and modern too like they don't say if they say it you can probably count on both your hands how many times they've said it over the course of them being around right but yeah they definitely they they have to know they have the sway but at the same time they're still doing what they said they would which is hey we're going to talk this is the theme of today's episode obscure and underrated cards where maybe the underrated cards aren't so obscure and haven't been heard about too much. Whereas maybe, you know, the underrated cards are the obscure cards. So they're like, what the hell? Oh, I don't e- didn't even know that card exists. Because how many times in a commander game or in a modern game did you sit here and go, wait, what the fuck does that card do? And you have to read it and go, oh, son of a bitch. And then you immediately go and buy the card. Yes, that does. I know. I know. I have done that a few times. Like Lazarus plating. That's one card that, if I'm playing blue, that is a cool protection for me spell for one turn to maybe cool. Someone's trying to do something to just my side of the field because I'm a threat. Cool. I have a way to protect me that isn't Teferi's protection, which is a more expensive card. So it's more on the budget-friendly side. Plus, then I get uh, I amass one and I get a creature. Yes. Fuck yeah, why not? But, you know, it doesn't protect me the whole time, but it at least gives me hex proof of, cool, I can't target Garrett or his shit today. One, one of the biggest things with Lazarus at Plating specifically is uh, if you're a graveyard-centric deck, that stops you from getting bajookabocked. Yep, it does. So Which is kind of important. But yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, they definitely know, and I don't think there's, like, some malicious, like, puppeteering yeah, yeah, to it. I don't 100% think that they're malicious about it, but there's definitely stores that are, like, listening to them and be like, oh, they talk about this card, yeah, and now we can buy turn, a bunch up, they or, can turn up the price on them and yeah. be like, hey, we have this much in stock. People are going to clearly be gravitating to this, and then yep. they're selling it for 20 bucks and 30 bucks and yeah, stuff like so that. So it's just one of those things where who knows, but yeah. Okay, first off, we got to address the fact here that Barra does not know who Dimebag, Daryl, and fucking Vinnie Paul, man. Dude, rest in peace, bust both their souls. Pantera, coming back out on tour, man. Hey, that'll be fun. I like Pantera. I don't think they're coming up into the area. I think... Oh, God, no. Too cold for them. Especially Dude. when they're touring, too. So they're not starting until, what, September? 
think it was no i thought it was 2023 is when they were getting going oh well then either way they're in the middle of winter they ain't fucking coming yeah they they just uh pantera just announced that they're going to be going back on tour and stuff and so yeah dime big daryl fucking shreddiest shredding metalhead guitarist of all time vinnie paul fucking drummer extraordinaire who passed away he just passed away not too long ago metal Vera, come on listen to some pantera Get, right. sla- get slapped by that shit. All right, so you got six, and they're all double masters. So why don't you just list these ones? Okay, starting off, Darkside Extortionist. Everybody knows this card. Jumped up 18%, 58.99. This is the double masters, twenty, uh, the 2X2 all, printing specifically. All of these are going to be the double masters 2022s. Food Chain, uh, moving up. Mana Drain, all the, and all these are not like the borderless ones as well, but the borderless ones are moving up as well but the ones that they're showing here on mtg stocks are just the normal printing food chain moving up 40 percent, 42 dollars 13 cents manage drain 28 percent, 45 dollars 25 cents season pyromancer 23 dollars 20 23 percent, 25 dollars now mana vault 20 percent, 59.99 allosaurus shepherd 19 percent, 37 dollars now it, one thing that's kind of should be noted on these two and like you can go and look at the other printings of these cards. These are cheaper prices for the most part. I think Dockside is still cheaper too than the original Commander. Yep, it yep. is. So these are cheaper ver- prices, not by much, but they are cheaper than the original printings. Like, yeah, even Food Chain too. Yep. Uh, Food Chain average price of the original Mercadian Masks is 53 bucks. The list printing, which I don't know when that got added to the list, was $48. Uh, there's no, according to, uh, no etched foil price for Food Chain on MTG stocks right now or the borderless one. They don't show the borderless one. Yeah, but like, I, like we're talking about, these ones are all cheaper versions of the more expensive cards. Like if you guys were listening to me, you know, at all earlier in the episode, I said I was picking up Allosaurus Shepherds because, you know what, those are going up in price, and they probably will because the only other printing they have is the Jumpstart version. So obviously this version is going to be cheaper, and it probably will always be cheaper than Jumpstart version, but there's the foils, there's the borderless. Is there an etched one of this? Of Allosaurus? Yes. There's an etched, because it's mythic. Yep, so... There's the etch version. So there's now there's no oh, no there wait. Yep, there is. Okay. So there the jumpstart version is sitting at fifty dollars still. So I mean, yeah, sure. I'm gonna take a thirteen dollar price cut on a card I need to start playing Legacy Elves. Yes, which, which is good, which is very good. Um, you're going to hear people talking. Uh, this is one thing that I wanted to talk about tonight. Is that there's a lot of people that are making current posts about saying, the prices are moving up already. Double Masters is just going to be expensive forever now. That is not going to be the case because we've had several occasions, several uh, online stores, personalities, whatever you have, that said, hey, we're not opening packs of this. We're going to be selling the sealed for other people to open and then they'll begin put onto the market that way so you don't have big box stores that were opening this product at the the same degree that they would be any other set so the cars are going to be slowly or getting put out into the secondary market for us magic players to be able to pick up and because of that i don't know I, i feel like we say this a lot all the time when it comes to big item cards you gotta be a little patient sometimes when it comes to shit like this like yes 
it's like the 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 FOMO is real when it comes to Magic the Gathering. Like there's no fucking denying that at all. We all are susceptible to it and it fucking hits us hard. But it's 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 focusing on yes, these cards are going to be getting out. People are going to be seeing these prices now in the case of like a dockside season pyromancer food chain moving up in prices like I just opened this. I want to flip it because uh, it's going to be getting down and then that's going to put more copies in the market it's going to go down there's it's, it's, it's going to be that roller coaster there and within some amount of time it will be dropping back down in price uh to where it's more obtainable for you know just the 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 layman magic player yeah and honestly even to just because double masters 2022 is the most recent thing we've been looking at like here's a draft uh draft box is sitting average price sitting at 360 the collector's booster display because it's not a full box there's a lot of people going it's not a box because there's only four packs yada 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 whatever um (laughs) uh, that one's sitting at 350 average pricing so i mean prices are fluctuating a little bit still and like for me um i've started doing the i'm gonna buy a box that is strictly just gonna sit in my closet it's gonna stay sealed and that's where my collector's box is, or collector's display. So, yeah, I got an, an one to open because I wanted to open that one, but I didn't want to open it because I want to hold true to I'm going to do that. Yep, yep. Um, but, I mean, we were I was even talking with Max and scanning the cards. Like, I got my value where a couple, like, I got the foil borderless anger the gods. Like, and some of those cards that are like, yeah, a couple bucks here and there those couple buck cards here and there are going to push it my value over 400 for that box, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. Would it have been cool to get an etched foil? Would it have been cool to get a borderless, um, yeah. Imperial steel. Hell yeah. It would have been, but I mean, out of my, just out of my, um, just draft box, I got an Imperial seal that I am going to sit on for a while because that one will go up again. So, yeah. But yeah, so, and that is one thing we have talked about for a while is just the fact that, you know, sometimes you got to be patient, especially with these masters type sets right now. Yep. Some of the prices are going to be low. So if you're looking to get a turnaround on them, um, I know we've had Chris come on and talk and he posts quite a bit about, hey, these are cheaper cards right now, like the Alistair Shepherd, the Mana Vault, they're cheaper than the usual prices. Go grab them, and if you have enough excess money, grab a couple, sit on them for a little while, and then, you know, move them as you see fit or hold on to them while they're cheaper. Because some people are like me, like, hey, cool, hypothetically tonight, you know, we're to pull an invocation of Wrath of God or Day of Judgment or whatever one of the nicer invocation cards would have been. You guarantee I would have had five other copies of that same card. Cool. I have five other copies that one, I know exactly what they are and I don't have to think about it. Yes, this is a very pretty card and I do like having the swag in my decks. But sometimes I need more functional cards or I need to get copies of cards I don't have copies of. uh, Mana Vault, as an example, being one of the more expensive cards lately. Like, that's one of those things where it's like, hey, cool, I can give up this $300 card and I can get $300 worth of value out of it via trading with a person, going into a shop and doing some trade value where 
hey, cool, I'm going to get a new sealed product or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like being a collector, but at the same time, it's kind of that sometimes, I, like, the big thing I've been trying to do right now is have my collection work for me. So yeah. one of these things I'm going to do is sit down and go, okay, cool, with my commander challenge. Okay, here's my commander for each one of these decks. Here's the style I'm going to do. So maybe I can pull out those cards and then just go, I don't need the rest. And downsize my collection quite a bit. So Right. Uh, you are definitely a very enfranchised player when it comes to this, to where it's like that level of uh, brain juices are kicking in your head of like, I, I need this itch scratched and stuff. And uh, one of the things it's like to 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 highlight here is the, the the more casual people that are just like picking up these cards as well that don't really care too much about the fact that it's like yes I'm putting a box off to the side I'm going through all these decks continuously and just kind of like oh they they're more like oh these cards are getting reprinted I kind of want to like I've seen them uh, on on lists I can't I mean I want to say maybe podcasts as well but I feel if you're listening to podcasts again you're starting to get like in that enfranchised level where you're yeah. more like tuned and this is going to more of the casual level because maybe again, where, where all of us were, were within the first two years of us playing yes. I would say is where that's where all of us were at at one point so yeah this the, this set is going to be somebody's uh, Zendikar Rising which might lead into a, a podcast coming up here in a, in a hot <laughs> second stop, so stick tuned for that but yeah Fucking stick tuned to us as we talk more about Double Masters because these prices are going to be affecting secondary markets. If you are, if you're listening to this podcast, clearly you're more enfranchised and do your due diligence of being a solid Magic player. And if there's anybody out there that you know that aren't as in tuned, don't tell them to listen to us. Just like be a friend and like if if we tell you some shit, like maybe relay some of that to them. We don't need the publicity or anything. Just be like, hey. Magic cards are going to go down. Please be patient and shit like that because, I don't know, it's it's what magic do. Magic do what magic do all the time. There's going to be the initial hotness that is Double Masters 2022. And then as soon as Dominaria comes out, which... I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm leading up into the next part here, yep, yep. where there's gonna be more hype. Double Masters is probably gonna like go down here in hype level a little bit, and maybe that's where people can start snagging, and that's where we as as friendly Magic players can be like, hey, you want to start getting yourself some Phyrexian altars, some food chains, some Allosaurus shepherds. Now is probably the time to do it. And uh, I guess I'm kind of jumping the gun here because we completely forgot to do the cheap pickups. It's all good. All right, so real quick so we can actually get into what um, Matt was alluding towards. Some cheap pickups here on the weekly winners article. The first one is, again, brought to you by the MTG Stocks Premium Penny Stocks feature that has a card that has bottomed out for a bit and now is starting to uptick a bit. Hellkite Charger, and this is specifically the Arc Enemy version, is starting to move up. It's sitting at $4.69. Then next, we've got Lightning Greaves, and this is specifically the new Capenna Commander deck printing, is sitting at $6.84, and it is slowly trending down, but that is still one of those awesome cards where a lot of the time you know it's going to be in a Commander deck, so you can pick it up. This is like the S&P and the NASDAQ of stock choices right here. It's just always going to hold some value. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, it might dip down a bit and it might this specific version, but then that just means some of the older versions are going to be nice where it sits and uh, it just sits there and hangs out for a bit. 
And then the last one is Essica, God of the Trees, is sitting at $7.95. This is the standard version, not the um, special art, um, and it is slowly trending down out of uh, Keldheim. There we go. Had to think of which K sound it was. But that is the end of the cheap pickups. And if you're looking to pick up some of these cards, I'm even going to skip over the normal shenanigans of how we talk about this. If you're looking to pick up some of these cards or you're looking up to pick up some sealed product, maybe some double masters 2022, um, head on over to TCG Sniper. Tell them the guys that this week in MTG sent you where you will get access to their premium uh, plus premium, their plus program. Thank you. Uh, which gives you access to putting on a list 50 products. So whether it's sealed, singles, anything in between, and you will get a notification of when they have gotten to the price you have indicated. So you're looking to sell, you're looking to buy at a certain price. They will notify you when someone is selling them at that price. And if you are on the regular one, it is three listings, right? Five, five, five listings. There we go. So it, it could be very good for people that want to keep up to date that are more enfranchised with Double Masters 2022 shit, whether it be sealed or Regavit, not Regavits. Fucking Darkside Distortionist. Yeah, that fucking pirate yeah. goblin monkey looking thing. Yeah. That should have been. Yeah. 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 So check them out. They're oh, cool. yeah. They're so cool there shit. you go. There you go. The quick version of that. Oh, you're shutting off your mic already? You're not, you're not going to participate in the Thoughtcast or what here? All right, let's do the first one. So, uh, Matt, why don't you lead us into it? Oh, you're looking it up. Okay. Yes, uh, uh, to pull up the specific thing here that I first saw about it because I saw that I did not link it. No, you didn't. I'm glad you at least have this all figured out for what you need to look for. So, the thing we're going to be talking about is some hidden treasure rumors. So, Matt's pulling up everything right now so we can kind of... Or at least the thing that's or at least the thing started. that's starting the rumors. Okay, so the first thing that I saw, there are other uh, clearly other people that were posting about this uh, when it comes to this specific thing, which is called hidden treasures. Okay, so before we get into what hidden treasures is, I'll read this tweet here real quick, just so that way we're all on the same page, and then we will go into what hidden treasures are after that. So from Corbin Hostler or at Chosler on Twitter said, seeing unconfirmed rumors that hidden treasures are coming back for a future set. For those that don't remember, Watsy put a recycled reserve list card, so it's already on the market, in a first run Zendikar boosters. Would be a huge promotion if they ran that back with 2022 prices. Corbin goes on to clarify in another tweet, just to clarify, it seems these rumors have been floating around for a while, but today, yesterday is when he posted on this Sunday, the 17th, was the first day I saw them publicly hit social media. I have no idea, no inside knowledge or anything here. I just think it would be really cool if it is true. So again, Hidden Treasures, what that is about, during Zendikar, the original Zendikar, one of the uh, things that they tried to do to help promote it was this hidden treasure thing, where they took in-circulation reserve list cards, some people saying it's what they have in their Wizards Vaults, Wizards of the Coast Vault, where they keep cards and shit, put it in packs, put them in the first wave of Zendikar booster boxes, sent them out and if you were lucky enough the 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 pull rate on them was super ridiculously low and shit like uh there there's people that are still holding on to zenicar boxes with it's like this is a first wave box 
that has the hidden treasure in there, and they fetch a premium price. So uh, the 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 lottery ticket that is hidden treasures of old, potentially having validity here due to a couple uh, due to a couple factors. There have been people talking about this would be great promotion, as uh, Corbin was saying, especially with the Magic 30th anniversary happening in October. This leads up very well, whether it be in Dominator United or the Brothers War, whichever set that this, if, if, if this be true, gets put in, is going to be hyped up so much for this Las Vegas 30th anniversary, it would make very good. 30th anniversary, big shebang, all that hurrah, you know, like it, it, to some people, just that alone makes sense. And again, I just want to emphasize the fact with these reserve list cards, these are ones that are already in market they're not reprinting a black lotus power nine uh, insert uh and gin or whatever the that shit like that is yeah, that it's are one, it's ones that they've been holding on to for this specific type of reason yes and so because of that uh, it's definitely kicking up a lot more dust right now so you guys have heard about this you guys have seen about this let's hear let's hear your thoughts honestly i think like it's a we even just talked about it earlier before we were getting on there, uh, getting on the podcast because you guys were watching something on whether or not it's worth it to buy double masters, um, uh, collector's stuff. It's there. It's going to be the chase card. It's going to create hype. It's going to create product being bought and everything like that. So, I mean, it's a great marketing strategy. And if there's only, because is it only one, like only one within the first release? First, first wave printing. So there's only one one of these reserve list cards in the first wave, or is it? No, no, no. no. Whatever amount, because okay. okay so I, I pulled this up here. Here's a list of reported cards that have been found in first wave Zendikar boosters. You got things of Power Nine, like all the Power Nine have been reported. So Ancestral Black Lotus mocks, all the moxes, Time Walk, Time Twister, all the dual lands have been reported in there, and then uh, Old Hollow's Eve. Uh, Bazaar of Baghdad, Candelabra of Thanos, Gaia's uh, Cradle, Library of Alexandria, The Abyss, uh, Tabernacle. Like these were all cards. So it's not just a single card. It's any amount of reserveless cards. It doesn't say specifically if there's been multiple copies of this, but this is yeah. off of uh, mtgfandom.com. So yeah, I mean, hell, it's a great marketing strategy. And if you're there isn't a real way to identify if it's a first wave box, is there? That's always you, been one. You, you have to you have to look th- like you have to look through all the paperwork, and each the, box has a number to yeah, it. Okay. There's a code on the bottom where you can. I don't know specifically how you're able to like match that if that is a first wave. You you have to you have to do some deep research. Okay, to Imagine, find that. So, I mean, so. That'd be really cool if that'd be yeah. really cool if they announce, hey, cool, there's hidden treasures in Dominary United just in the first wave, and hypothetically, in our pre-release stuff like pre-orders, they happen to be here in the North Dakota area, which would be freaking awesome, right? Like, and it just happens to be one of those boxes that I like. Fuck now, if they announce it, I'm gonna purposely look and go, okay, cool, which one's the first wave? That one can sit. Yeah, first wave are going to be uh, first wave boxes should already be printed typically on how like Wasi goes on their print schedule. Yeah. If this is supposed to be coming out September 9th or October, 
it's not October seventh when all the other fancy shit is releasing. Brothers no, War be, is coming out at the end of October or November. End of October, beginning of it's November. It's the thirteenth, I think. Is it thirteenth? Yeah. Okay. Because so, it's close to my birthday. There we go. So uh Brothers War. So it's gonna be one of those two. It's unconfirmed. All this is unconfirmed rumors. That's why yeah. we're doing it here in th- in the Thoughtcast. So I mean, I don't know. I think it's it's a great marketing tactic. It's how if you've got those more enfranchised players. That's how you sell cards, or at least that's how you sell sealed product, which is what Watsy cares more about is sealed product getting sold. Yes, that's what they're about. They that don't. Is, they don't care about the secondary market. They they care. They do, but they don't. They don't. That's not where they make most of their profit. Right. They got to acknowledge it due to the fact it's like that's how they can work it best yep. for their advantage, their sealed product and stuff. And so, as you know, we've been saying through this whole segment here, this would be a great promotion for right. them. So, I mean, that's that's kind of where I stand on it. Like, am I going to go out of my way to find a box of this? No. If I happen to pre-order and it happens to be that, then, yep, you better bet your sweet ass that's what's going to be put to the side because there are p- people that are going to go, holy shit, there could be a sought-after reserve list card in that box. Fuck yeah, I'm going to play pay primo dollar for it. Cool. I can go buy two more boxes of that probably for the price that they would buy it for. One thing to note, um, again, cynical Matt here. When it comes to the quote-unquote shadowy cabal of the MTG finance world that is a thing but is not a thing but is totally a thing. Go on. They are going to be in on this shit. Like they are they are going to be so in, not like in on like they're the ones that are making the shit, but they're going to be like diving in like fucking sharks to a bucket of chum just dumped at the back of your boat because they understand the price of fucking reserve uh, reserve list cards. They've been stating since 20 fucking 13 get into reserve list cards because that's where the money's at. And now their patients, they're fucking like picking up reserve list cards at like 100x minus what it currently is. And they're 90% x less what it is and stuff. Now, has shown to be very fruitful for them because there's so many reserve list cards that have jumped up significantly in price that were super cheap at the point. And if like you just start putting more uh, more into cycle reserve list cards that have not been in cycle well, I mean, they've been in cycle, but they've been. They've been I don't. They've I don't been, know how this has necessarily worked. How like Watsy gets them? Like they, they they just keep them in their vault. This is the whole conspiracy. Conspiracy is it just kind of like it a, could it could just be one of the you know one of the early players got a job there and they go you know what hey um I got the ones I need here a couple extras let's throw it in the vault yeah type some, of thing and maybe like maybe that. Wizards pays them for that card so they can put it into a product. And this is all unconfirmed speculation, yeah. allegedly so. bullshit here. Uh, cover our asses legal, legal yeah. wise. We don't, we don't know what, how this all happens. We can only make our speculations. So yes, and again, this is all on speculations of some toast posts of people, prominent people in the magic community that are kind of just like riding this hype wave of hidden treasures potentially being a thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it'd be a really cool thing if they're actually going to be doing it again which would be awesome but yeah i don't know i don't know but the second part of the thought cast should we jump into it the second part or you got more for for hidden treasures rumor yep no danny you got anything on hidden treasures nope all right so it's not a top eight deck but 
We've got Wade's Naya Garbage Fire deck, and this is the version three of it um, that he played at Saturday's event. So here is the breakdown of it. The creatures, he's got three Esper Sentinels, four Ragavans, four Tarmogoyfs, two Endurances, two Restoration Angels, two, four Furies, and two Solitudes, three Renin Sixes, four Lightning Bolts, four March of the otherworldly lights three lightning helixes enchantments he's got three fable of the mirror breakers and then jumping into the lands two arid mesas one basuju who endures one dare of the bug den of the bug bear and then one seat of the empire one forest two jet mirrors gardens one plains three sacred foundries four crucible of def or one Crucible of Defiance, three Stomping Grounds, one Sunbaked Canyon, one Temple Garden, two Windswept Heath, and two Wooded Foothills. In the sideboard, he's got three Chalices of the Void, three Alpine Moods, three Silences, two Veil of the Summer, two Unlicensed Hearse, and two Force of Negations. So, Force of Vagors. Yep, sorry, thank you. Um, so playing an earlier version and there's always the, the fun stories behind friends decks at leagues or anything like that. I know one of his earlier versions of this <laughs> Naya garbage fire deck had both um, Thalia and Blood Moon in it and going up against Slade. All you hear from across the room is, who the fuck puts this in the main board? And Wade just looks at him and waves. Hi. <laughs> Noted Slade is a storm player. Yes. So it kind of kind of ruined his day during that particular <laughs> gameplay in league because I think that was uh, trying to figure out the top eight seeds for the end of league. Right, so, right. So it was just more of a, oh, fuck. Um, but looking at the upgrades he's made to this deck and knowing some of the earlier versions of this deck, definitely playing a little bit more. He's got the resto angels to do some of the blinking, which is cool, especially with like fury and solitude. And then you get a three, four flyer after the fact, which yep. I, mean, I don't know. I think that's a pretty solid call uh, because not only th this also pairs with fable, the mirror breaker very well, because when you get it flipped, you can then start making yep. copies of resto angel to be blinking your shit. And I don't know, f uh, rewind to Thrag Tusk Resto Angel year, yesteryears, and that synergy was exactly, it was beautiful. And, and this kind of like seems to be walking down the same path of what that was, yeah. but with Furies and Solitudes. <laughs> but yeah, so it's honest, it we'll obviously maybe have a little bit better report on how Wade did, and I don't see Wade in the chat anymore, and we maybe should have asked him how he placed when he was he on the He disappeared. He did. Give him his ASMR, he'll come back. Wade, Wade, return to us. Wade. Anyway, um, but yeah, definitely got some taxing effects in there with the Sentinels. You got the early game shenanigans with Regavan happening. You've got the inevitable, it's going to be a pain in your ass, Charmagoyce. You've got the Elementals reincarnations with the Endurance, the Fury, and the Solitude. Renin 6 tends to be a thorn in some people's side. But um, I'm indeed. You know, and Fable the Mirror Breaker being a new card that's kind of being a pain in the ass to some people. Not as much for others, but, you know, either way. It is a solid card that puts so many uh, 
cogs into into motion of what a deck like this could want it it gives you uh an attacker that you're fine with attacking it allows you to get card selection and it also allows you to you know start making copies as what i was saying like whether it be a, a copy of a fury a solitude or a restoration angel exactly or time there's four time putting down more time is no. never the never a bad answer i would unless say unless you're going up against flyers then it's a bad idea yes that's but, why you make the restos instead yeah, yeah. um but yeah, so it, it looks like a solid deck. I'll have to play them against it. I haven't been focusing as much on modern lately, which is kind of one of those things I gotta get back to. But I've been thinking a lot about modern lately. Have you? I have. I, I'm, I'm looking at doing some Grixis shenanigans or Tamir shenanigans or some Rakdos shenanigans somewhere in that wheelhouse. I got a couple decks that I am putting together at the current moment of one of those flavors. All right, but it looks like Accidental Chaos has a question for us that we can cap off the Thoughtcast with. What's your favorite commander to play right now? It's for all of us. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know if you were going to take that right away. No, but You um, go for it. Okay, my, uh, my current favorite commander to play, and it's been kind of like my favorite to play for a while, is my Rina the Lich Queen deck. It is Zombie Tribal. And it's Zombie Tribal Slugfest. Like, it is, it, it beats face. It has sacking, graveyard, shenanigans. It's not, I don't know, whatever oppressive zombie stuff. It, it has bursts of zombie energy <laughs> is the best way to do it. it. It comes in waves of a horde, like Call of Duty zombies. Matt? First Danny. of all, I'm not mad. Danny? So, so we're I was going, the, Matt, thank you, and we're Danny. Fin- we're finishing the podcast with this, then. Okay, Matt. No, shut Danny. up, Danny. Garrett. Danny. Shut up, Garrett. No, we're not doing it. Don't encourage Danny, it. shut up. God damn it. You started this shit. Okay, Matt. It was an accident. <laughs> well, accidents lead to land, landslides. I don't know Go what on, I was going Matt. Uh, <laughs> Don't I'm, confuse the I'd, I'd have to say right now, Kenrith. Uh, that's only because I've made him do a hug deck. Do you want to specifically say what is the card that you love that you get giddy as a schoolgirl about playing? You got like two that I know of that makes you giggle so much. Um, I don't know what giggle. That was just... it. They do. You you fucking get the shit eating grin on your face. <laughs> that right there. <laughs> he knows exactly. It's, it's because it gives everyone cards. Uh, Force fruition. Um, fuck you. And what's the other one, Danny? I have no idea what card you're talking about. Folio fancies. Hey, that that doesn't give you cards. That just makes you so you have no max hand size. And then you make us draw cards. Eh, that cost me mana, mana though. Yeah, but you still make us draw cards. Eh, you're, I'm giving you resources. So if you, if you can't use them, that's not my fault. Just have them use them next turn. And I think um, for me, it's a tie because their newer decks is either Komar or Lothriel. So Coma is I'm gonna copy make a bunch of freaking serpents, mm-hmm. and Lothriel is my elf deck. And when I was playing Nomad and Barra, like it just <laughs> just worked out beautifully. So so this ain't the game where fucking Barra is like, oops, I won. <laughs> no, we we played two two games that night. It's um, like Loth- every game with Barra. Loth- oops, Lothriel was game two. Oops, I won was game one. <laughs> Barry, you now have a new nickname. Barry, oops, I won. Works for me. <laughs> but 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 yeah, there you go. Accidental chaos. Those are the decks that we like playing right now, commander wise. Commander wise. Yep. 
Yeah, this is all I got. Wow, Matt's wordless. We covered it. We covered a whole episode. I can I can keep talking like if you a, want a me to. Dude, dude, we've been live on Twitch we, for two we, hours. We did two thought cat kind of two thought casts. It was like a thought cast, a deck of the week, and a question. We had a, our first fucking like listener question. Holy shit! Should we try and make this a thing too? Are we gonna be that kind of a podcast? Sure. Every other person has that elf commander. That's fine. I'm yep. A, I I'm have, an elf I have, player. Uh, Eldrami. So, Isri. No. Uh, yeah, Eldrami. The the fucking yep. tapping forests. Yep. Or forest walk thing, right? Yeah. Yes. That elves are hex or shod. I do not have an elf deck. I am not a fan of. I mean, I like elves, but I won't make an elf deck. But yes, we're at the end of this week in MTG. Another another episode down. Another week done. In the bag, in the sink, in the thingamabobs, you know, insert whatever analogy you want there. But thank you for making it to the end, all of you legendary magic folk. Pat yourselves on the back. This was episode 146. And uh, if, if, if this interests you, if you made it all the way to end here and this interests you, and you want to support us monetarily, go check out our Patreon. Or if you want to support us by picking up some playmats, hit us up on any of the social medias. Be like, we want a playmat. We'll get you a playmat. Also, if you want to support us, I guess, check out our sponsor, JW Sports Cards and Gaming. Uh, I don't know necessarily what it supports us by you saying it, but it looks good to him when people go there saying that, uh, yeah, this week at MTG sent us. It's good for us. So go check them out if you're in the FM area. Even if you're not, they'll send them everywhere shit from there uh they have all your magic stuff now do either of you have anything else you want to add to the end of this episode here i got nothing no i'm just answering okay and with that magic folk i'm doing mod stuff i see so so accidental chaos has a tox rail deck dude i love tox rail there's there's like a lot of horrors this one does pretty good and with that magic folk we'll catch you next time (laughs) that way i can add that in See ya. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. Bing bong. Fuck your life. <laughs> <laughs>